afternoon, around 6 p.m., right around this time on a usual Tuesday, I'm thinking about going home. Thinking about starting the evening, what's for dinner, is there going to be traffic, all those things. Not today. Not today, 6 p.m. today on a Tuesday, Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. First time on a Tuesday, I do believe, uh, officially. It's because we're on every day now, as they say. Big Tuesday. Big Tuesday. We got national championship behind us in college basketball, men's and women's. We got OT, which is, in my opinion, the most important. Um, And then a close second, though, definitely a close second, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp opening night tonight. That'll be on ESPN 690. The weather, it was raining. Um, I'm not a meteorologist. I'm no Mike Burrish. I'm no Brent Martineau to start his career. Do you know that Brent Martineau did some weather? Uh, to start his career, but nonetheless. Uh, looks pretty sunny out there right now. Brian Milton, you were driving in. Was it raining when you were driving in? Not at all. It was sunny with blue skies. Okay, so what I'm hearing is it's a really good night for baseball. Opening night for the shrimp. Head on out there. If you can't, though, of course, join us right here. Or if you're on the way currently to the game, join us on the way home if you leave a little bit early. Uh, just remember that the shrimp are on ESPN 690 all season long. So we'll get that started tonight. We'll talk with Scott and Matt a little bit later before we hand it off to them. So we'll remind you that's coming up throughout the program. But uh, just a quick thought on this, Brian Middleton, Kansas. Uh, you picked it, I guess. Uh, you, you really went out on a limb yesterday. What do you mean, by guess? Yeah, what do you I mean, mean you guess? You really went out on a limb picking the one seed. Hold on. Did I pick it or didn't I pick it? Though? No, you did. You did. Is the guess in there? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Listen. There we go. Why okay. can't you just give me my flowers? Because <laughs> it's not fun. All that um, extra, I guess. I guess. Uh, now, I will. Some of us intellectuals, uh, not going to name names on people that didn't go this way, but some of us uh, bet on North Carolina plus four and a half. Feeling pretty good about that three-point loss. Um, I will tell you, thank God my man stepped out of bounds there at the end because they would have went down, shot free throws, and won by five, likely. And the bet would not have cashed. Austin Lane's bet would have cashed. We didn't have a bet with each other, but ironically bet on the same thing, but on opposite sides. So I'm not, I, North Carolina, what a disaster. Up 16 points and you blow it? I mean, holy cow, that's bad. Uh, but this March Madness has been a tournament of second-half comebacks, it really feels like. A lot, of, a lot of games with big leads in the first half did not hold. Some, some of those teams did not lose, but a lot of those leads were lost throughout the tournament. So Austin asked me this uh, earlier. Brian, I'll ask it to you because I think it's an interesting point. Where do you rank this tournament in terms of, I'm not going to ask you the best tournaments of all time, but in recent years, I answered it in terms of, I thought this was one of the better tournaments. A lot of upsets, a lot of very close games, especially championship, final four, elite eight, a lot of good games. I think it was a really good tournament. Uh, how do you feel? Yeah, I agree. I think it was pretty good overall. Uh, you know, not for most uh, individuals who were in their right mind when they were picking brackets, even when they were using different strategies. Uh, most right-minded people uh, probably had terrible times with their brackets. Um, but for the sake of the actual game and watching competition and the storylines and watching teams who are 15 seeds or 8 seeds or 11 seeds move on to the second weekend, um, and yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I enjoyed it very much because usually um in the past i feel like if you have lower seeds you want to see the cinderellas win like the mm-hmm. first round but then once you get into uh you know sweet 16 elite eight you kind of want blue bloods 
you're going to want the teams that you know are juggernauts. I remember one season there was like uh, George Mason, George Washington. It was one of those George schools. And it was, I was somebody just like, that was founded behind a guy named George. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to watch them play now. You know, I was happy that they made it this far. I was like, yeah, look at that. That's great. And then I was like, man, where's where's Duke? Yeah. You know, where's Kansas? They beat one of those teams that year. So, uh, but yeah, this overall uh, tournament, I think, was really good. I really did enjoy uh, every weekend. I agree. I mean, it had everything. You had St. Peter's, to your point. They got far enough but and then lost when they were supposed to. And, uh, you know, North Carolina being somewhat of an underdog, which is weird because they're a blue blood. Uh, Gonzaga lost. That was fantastic. Best moment of the tournament, I think. Um, all you outside with the chalk got rained on that day, but that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a really good tournament as well. You have the Coach K factor in there, so it was good. Um, it was a win for college basketball. Brian Middleton's happy because the South Carolina Gamecocks won the women's championship. So all around, Brian Middleton was, was having a good tournament, uh, obviously, except for that last place in the bracket challenge. That was tough yeah. for you. Mm. Um, shout out to Jared Pinto, by the way. Gerard Pinto, Winner. the sage of college Winner. basketball bracket picking. Yeah, he did good against all odds. Uh, Amanda. <laughs> against all odds. Jeez, all right. Hey, yeah, how did Amanda end up doing? Uh, close third. Hey, man, talk your talk, Amanda. I don't know if you're listening right now, but when he gets home, talk that talk. If he talks about anything basketball, be like, ah, 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 ah. I don't need to hear it. I don't trust your judgment. That's a good call. Won't be home for a while, though. I got some jumbo shrimp to board operate. We'll do that later. But, uh, yeah, good tournament overall. Uh, let's flip it, though, because that page is turned. We turn the page. Football's not that close, but it feels close. Because I got Brian Middleton texting me schedules and over-unders and all kinds of football-related things. So Brian Middleton had this idea. He said, we got the Jags opponents. I said, we do. I'm looking at them as we speak. And Brian Middleton asked the simplest questions that could be asked. How many games can the Jags win based on their schedule? And that's always a fun thing to do. Obviously, we still have a draft to do. We have a number one overall pick to select or trade, potentially. But when I look at the schedule, Brian Middleton, a couple things stand out. Obviously, the thing that stands out every year is the Houston Texans twice. Last year, it stood out. Last year, Austin Lane said some terrible things about the Houston Texans. And Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence went down to Houston and got boat raced, whipped around the stadium. It was a Texas beatdown. Is that a thing? A Texas beatdown? It feels like it. It feels like it could be a thing. Yeah. If not, I'm going to make it a thing. It was a Texas beatdown in Houston. By the way, hate Houston still. Um, never going to forget that experience. So uh, those things obviously stand out. You got the Colts twice, obviously. That's a split, uh, guaranteed. But outside of that, what stands out? Well, on the good side, the Detroit Lions. I, I'm going to say win. Any pushback? I'm hoping not. From Lions fans. Okay, good. Then you're not one of them, right? You're, no, not at, not at all. Uh, that one will be on the road, though. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, not good. Los Angeles Chargers, not good. Not good, yeah. New York Jets. Well, we did play the Jets last year and lost. How do we play the Jets two years in a row on the road, by the way? How is that fair? Like, it's not a tough trip or anything, but, like, come on. Take it up a Raj. Yeah, Take it up a big Raj. And listen, Jets win, maybe, questionable. At best, a tie, or at worst, a tie, I mean. Uh, you know, Philadelphia Eagles. I, I can't say win. 
Like, uh, the Eagles are like the good team that nobody wants to admit's good. Okay. Am I, like, am I wrong? I feel like it's a, I mean, they were a playoff team on the road. You're not expected to win that. The, the good, a good team? Bro, a the good Eagles team? are a little bit good. So wait, hold on. I mean, you're trying to I mean, sit they're, there. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. He's you're good. You're gonna sit good? there and make those huff and puff noises. I'm just saying that for a team that went to the playoffs. You stress. You stress playoffs. good. You stress good, and I'm just like, I, uh, playoffs. So you're gonna sit there and tell me a playoff team is not good. They're fine. Did I say that? I just said good. I said they're fine. You know, they're fine. Listen, I'm somebody that says the word fine a lot, yeah. and I've had to convince Amanda that fine means good. Yeah. And I know Amanda's listening right now, but this is one scenario where you're telling me fine does not mean good. So you're being a hypocrite. That's where we're at now. I, I guess. It's okay. I mean, I just you admitted it. We can move on. They're fine. Philly, they're fine. Are you confident that the Jags will go there and beat them? Am I confident that the Jags will go there and lose? So you're asking the wrong question, man. It's about perspective, man. I can't answer questions that have the wrong perspective anymore. I need you to shift the way that you're asking the question. Man, we move on. We move on, then. The Washington Commanders. What you think? You losing to a a team named Commanders? No, no, you're not losing to Commanders. You're not losing to Carson Wentz. Listen, they may have Scary Terry F1 McLaurin. Yeah, I said all the names. Yeah, you said all of them. Uh, he might be great. Antonio Gibson is good. I may have picked him to win the division last year. Mm-hmm. I hate him now with Carson Wentz. Hey, okay. Carson Wentz, they beat nobody. Uh, that's all on the road. Let's go to the home side. Obviously, the three teams you know. One of these games will be in London, though. Uh, hopefully against Tennessee because, you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at home. That's no. That's a That's a no. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Denver Broncos at home. That's a no. Yeah. Vegas Raiders. That's a no. Cowboys? I skipped them for a reason. Oh, okay. You coming back? Coming back to it? We'll come back to them now. Right. The last two are the Cowboys and the Giants. Brian, if you're listening, close your ears. They're going to beat Daniel Jones, okay? Daniel Jones. Daniel, he's still alive. That's what they tell me. You know, Brent's like, you better be careful. You know, you think you're on the radio station, then you talk something, talk that smack about Daniel Jones, you get pulled off. Oh, is that like his cousin or something? I think so. Okay. It's some weird family relationship. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Um, but, but he is, he is alive, though? He is alive, yeah. Okay. Uh, will Daniel Jones be the quarterback when that game is played? Uh, unconfirmed. They might bring in some competition to compete, uh, but that game will happen. And then the— Baker. Oh, God. <laughs> I, feel, I feel better about him beating Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. Then Daniel Jones? Knock it off, Casey. Knock it off. Stop okay. the hot takes. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys will also be here. Uh, the the new-look Dallas Cowboys— why can't I figure out who's playing receiver for the Cowboys? They got rid of Cooper. They got rid of Wilson. Lamb? That leaves them with CeeDee Lamb and who, though? Mm. Who else? I'm probably missing him. Michael Gallup coming off a torn ACL? Mm. Like, you're going to have to draft somebody. Yeah, he's got one good one. You know, like, you got Michael Parsons. You got to figure out how to block. I don't love that. But, like, I'm not scared of the Cowboys. They're in a bad division. They're the second best team in a bad division. Right? I guess technically they're the best team in a bad division. But, all right, no. Eagles or Cowboys? That's what I was about to ask you. So you, Eagles. You're, you're, you're guffawing. I don't even know if that's a word, but you're just gushing over the Eagles. Fly. Meanwhile. Eagles fly. Wow. Jags fan or What's Eagles What's the rest fan? of the words? I, I didn't fly. know those. Yes, you did. No, I did not. You've never heard fly, Eagles fly? I feel like I've heard it said, not sung. Yeah, it's a, on to victory, fight, fight, fight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hit them high, hit them low, watch our Eagles fly. That's terrible. It's not good. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not a good fight song. 
Um, but anyway, Eagles or Cowboys? I answered. Give me the Eagles. Well, last year, I don't know what the uh, season series was, but I know the ending record said Cowboys. Bro, I don't care about last year. I just told you they got rid of Amari Cooper. They mm-hmm. got rid of Cedric Wilson. Okay. They got a, a torn ACL gallop. Okay. And they got a really good CD lamp. And I told that. you that that man has one good ACL. Leave that man alone. You're not going <laughs> to sit there and tell me the Cowboys didn't get worse. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Yeah, right? okay. Thank you. But are they better than Phil? Why am I arguing about yeah. NFC East? Yeah, I don't know. Listen, the Jags have six to eight wins this season. Okay. Six to eight okay. wins. Easy. Easy what? money. Call up Las Vegas right now. Call up the sports book. Who? What's the other one? What's the other one? DraftKings. Call them up. Who are they beating for six to eight wins? A bump music says I can answer on the other side of the no, break. No, no, because you're just going to come back and be like, vague headlines. This isn't about me. It's about nah, you. That's what you're going to say. question I, that I sent you, man. Why are we yelling? All I'm saying is. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we come back from the break, man. I'll tell you who they beat, and I'll okay. answer the other question. All right. I like it. Well, stick around. Brian Milton's got to defend himself. Six to eight wins. Guaranteed it. He said call the sports books. Uh, so we're going to have to do that after he tells me the six to eight teams that they're going to beat because I'm not going to lie. I need to see it. I need to see it to believe it. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 6 9. I'll be right back. Conversation doesn't stop. Never stops your action sports checks overtime ESPN 690. It's just the simple things that I found out in the break. Me and Brian Mills that are complaining about the simple things that we do not have. But we won't bore you with those. We'll continue on because I'm still trying to figure out how Brian Middleton of Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690, along with Casey Kurtz, how Brian Middleton can somehow, someway, try to convince me of six to eight wins. By the way, before you even try to do that, also some number one pick talk coming up here uh, in just a second. I'm looking at this Eagles roster, right, and all these dudes they signed. Hassan Reddick, you know a little bit about him? Okay. He's good, right? Yeah. Zach Pascal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah. You know. Uh, I definitely saw somebody else that I was going to yell their name. No, maybe I didn't. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you take a playoff team and you add Zach Pascal and Hassan Reddick? Do you think that mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. is your guy? Mm-hmm. Um. All right, man. Well, well yes. why yes. are you thinking about that? Yes, why I do. forever. I do. To think that, uh, okay. Who else you going to have? The Jacksonville Jaguars. What's your draft Malik Willis? Not a chance. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's that's the team. That's the boys. How do they get to six to eight wins? Yeah, please tell me. Let me let me. Please keep the tally, sir. I will. Okay, because I'm just gonna go to the. I got a pen and away paper. Away team first. I got Actually, a pen you can mark this down for home and away. I don't care what Houston does this year. Outside of getting Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and like the the Randy Moss from 2008, they're not gonna beat the Jags at all this season coming up. That's the kind of faith I got in Have my team. Have you seen Davis Mills' neck? That's the kind I got. That's the kind of faith I got in my team, Casey Kurtz. His neck is very long. What kind of faith? You got in your team, okay. allegedly the Jags. So that's two wins right there. That's two and no. Okay. That's two That's two wins right there. I, I wrote it down, sir. But sticking with the away. Indianapolis Colts, they'll lose the win on their way. 
I'll okay. say that. Okay. They always split Indy, though. They play him yeah. well. So you know that's going to be a win at home. I'm going to call it right now. But uh, so, that's, at it. so that's three. Yep, that's three. Okay. Tennessee Titans. Don't do it. We'll leave my hell on the way. All right. Detroit. I say that to win as well. So that's four. That's four. Yep. Kansas City Chiefs. I am going to go with. I'm going to walk off the show. That will be a close game, but it'll be a loss. Los Angeles Chargers. Why would it be a close game? Just out of curiosity. Because I think that with the uh, with the subtraction of Tyreek Hill, people don't want to give him his due fully, and they won't understand the full impact until the season gets underway. Now, I don't know which week they play Kansas City. I think that's going to play a part into it. Right. But the, the wide receiver court for Kansas City, uh, I know they got Harvin uh, and a couple other guys. I can't think of the name. And you always have Kelsey, right? So yep. you're like, oh, you got that to rely on. Listen, that Hill loss is going to hurt them. It's going to hurt Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is great. I think that he's going to have enough to his disposal. But I'm also excited about the Jags' offense, and you'll see why in big headlines, uh, you know, why another reason why if you pick the right headline. Okay. But also with uh, the idea that the potential of who they may draft could even bolster the actual offense even more. But if we go back to last season – which I know a lot of people don't like to do, but I was really excited to see that offense, especially the running game, with an ETN and Robinson as a one-two punch. With Chark out there, you brought in Dan Arnold. I didn't know Dan Arnold was that good, and he was on the Panthers. I didn't realize that he was like, but he's, he's a good, he is a good player. Yep. And you actually had Agnew that you discovered. I was excited about that offense. I'm going to be excited about this offense with them retooling the offensive line. I don't know what else they're going to be doing. ETN coming back. Like, I can be excited about seeing the Jags' offense being able to put up points. And we don't know what's going to happen with the defense as well. I think it's going to be a close game. This is way too early to say. This I reserve the right to change my mind as well. But I'm just saying, I think that that will be a loss. But it won't be like a, a 52 to uh, 20 type loss. They lose by okay. 24 to Kansas. Los Angeles Chargers. That's your surprise win right there. Where are we at? We're at five wins. L.A. Chargers. In L.A., they're going to be overlooking the Jags for whatever reason. Maybe it's early in the season. Maybe it's the middle of the season. It's the, you know, the dog days of the middle of the season. Maybe they've wrapped things up in their actual division. I don't know why, but I got full faith in my Jaguars, Casey. Curse, do you? New York Jets, that's a win. I don't care. What's his name? Zach Morris. What's his name? Zach Johnson. Zach Clifford. What's his last name? The boy up there, the quarterback? In, in, Wilson. Yeah. That's a win for the Jets. Philly, I'll give you your Philadelphia Eagles since you love them so much since that's your main team. So that's a loss. And the Washington Commanders, I got to be real with you, I think it's going to be one where they have the lead. It was almost like a Cincinnati-type game where they have the lead, and for some reason they're going to give that up. Okay. So how many how many are we at right now, Casey? Uh, two, three, four, five, six. See, this is just – I mean, it's six already. So I already did Houston and Indy so for home. Not... So, so Tennessee will be a loss. Right? Yeah, of course. Baltimore will be a loss. Excuse me. Dallas will be a loss. I'm sorry. Dallas will be a win. Denver will be a loss. Uh, Raiders will be a loss, and Giants will be a win. Where that give me? Where I'm at? Eight. Eight. Right there. And that's what happens when you have confidence in your team. Some people can learn that. Okay. Like I just Austin wanna... Lane says about you, the school of hate. Uh, sponsored by Casey Kurtz. Ugh. I didn't realize that that bled over into your alleged favorite football team, Casey. No, mm. it's not hate. It's mm. realism. 
So they won a couple games last year. They won one the year before. So you're trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me that a team that won eight games, or I'm sorry, four games in two years is somehow going to win eight games? The team that could not line up correctly. The team that looked like most of the time had never played the sport of football. You're going to tell me that they're going to win eight games, including a game against the Chargers. That's what you're trying to tell me. That's what you're going to sit up here. I said what I said. I asked for that. Um, That is horrible. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, man, how'd that pick go for you on a a national championship night? How'd that pick go for you right there? Uh, North Carolina plus four and a half was goaded. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. We all know that you're that a, a pick, gambling though. aficionado. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Who'd you just pick straight up? You uh, didn't say I any point bet, spread. I only bet the spread. No, 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 no. You didn't. Yeah. You weren't talking about that on the way out on Monday. You said who you were going to pick. Who'd you pick to win? Because I, I know you were patting yourself on the back at halftime. You had to. No, I, I almost texted you because I was like, who? I almost texted you. You know? Because <laughs> if you had, man, that would have been the opening to the show. Listen, Casey. Yeah. Sometimes you got to have unbelievable faith. Sometimes you got to believe in something so amazing, so outlandish that your work ethic, that your full body, everything that you could possibly put towards that goal and things that you didn't even realize you could summon, you do so in order to get to that. And that's the kind of faith I got in the Jags this year. They got the head coach. They got the owner, no matter how many clown faces people want to put on when they go to the game. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about the front office, me. You know, that's your boys out there, the front office. But I'm saying... I think the players are ready. You got the quarterback. We can keep the running backs healthy. If you locking up, if you fortifying that offensive line, the Jazz can the Jazz can win six to eight games, easy money, easy. I I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond. I'll respond with this. Uh, you had a second topic because I can't even just rebut. But uh, you want. The Jags to pick anybody but Hayden Aiden Hutchinson. Is that correct? Man, you need to work in news the way that you just uh, spin the truth. Man, I didn't say that at all, did I? <laughs> goodness, goodness gracious. No, definitely, we got a whole news station right at I wish I would have recorded. When I was in that room with you just a minute ago, uh-huh. before you said, Aiden Hutchinson's a dime a dozen. That's uh-huh. what you said. That's okay. what you said. Word. What, no, uh, now go back uh, to what you just said, though. Go back with what you just said. What did what did you say that I, I said, said in the question? I, I portrayed it that you might have said any No, don't portray. Yeah. Say what you said. Anybody but Aiden Hutchinson. That's what you said. That I said you said. There you go. All right. Okay, so you want him to pick the offensive line so bad. Like that's right? I do. What I do. So you're gonna come up here and tell me the most outlandish thing that they're gonna win eight games, and then you have the nerve to tell me after they don't sign a pass rusher. I know they signed Arden Key, but don't sit here and tell me Arden Key is a starting pass rusher for this team. So you're gonna sit here and tell me that after both of those moves, you want him to draft some dude that plays offensive line? Yes. Listen, Why? Number one. Why? I know it would be in a lot of people's eyes a a luxury type pick. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, listen, we got other needs around here, but what they do? If you don't have a quarterback, um, forget all your other picks, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And that's the and that's the uh, that's the Walmart version I just gave you. All right. <laughs> like if you don't have a quarterback because he keeps getting hit because he has to run for his life, and all of a sudden he didn't slide in time. Because someone got to his knee 
and now you're just like, oh, well, hey, you know what? We got we got the, we got the edge rusher. You have to knock on wood when you say stuff like that. Oh, okay, because I thought someone was at the door, and I was like, really? Because no. you could just walk in. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So I'm just it, I, I see something here where you fortify that offensive line beyond belief, and you can make an, a great quarterback, or at least what we think is going to be a great quarterback that much more magnificent in his play and his development and you're dealing with the fact that you got a good offensive line that's going to be good on with the run blocking as well listen the best defense right now is a great offense i think that the uh, kansas city chiefs and buffalo bills i think they proved that in that epic playoff game um in, in the rams and and even cincinnati to a certain point you know deeper in the playoffs but but ultimately if you can get an amazing offense you can go further than having a great defense right now, just the way that the game is played out. I think everybody agrees with that. The way that the rules are set up, the way that uh, offenses are, you know, kind of propped up on the pedestal with the rules and, and the gameplay. So let me get my offense as A1 as possible, and we can fill in the spots on defense. And we got some good pieces. We got some good pieces. But if we're talking about drafting and getting who we need to get, do I think that getting that offensive lineman over Aiden Hutchinson. I'm just saying, that's why I'm not the GM, though. That's why I'm not the GM, because what I do makes too much sense, huh? And, mm-hmm. and I don't think people like that. I think they like the flashiness, and I thought we learned our lesson with Urban, but maybe we had it. So, I'm not saying that Aiden Hutchinson's an Urban Meyer. I'm saying that he, he, is the, he is the flashier name than someone like Iki Iguanu. You know what I mean? Even though that name is great to say. It's a good name. So I'm saying. Um, Alright, well, I know we gotta hit this break. So we can hit them vague headlines, get them all in, and then we got to talk with the boys from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp to get ready for opening night. But I like where you're going with this. And we're going to bring this back up tomorrow because I don't agree. Like, I agree on the principle you got to keep Trevor Lawrence, like, upright. I'm with that. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I don't necessarily... I don't necessarily agree that Aiden Hutchinson's the pick that everybody else is saying. I don't think it should be offensive line, though. I think there's other options to explore. Uh, I know everyone wants it to be Aiden Hutchinson, but listen, what if it's not? What if it's not Aiden Hutchinson? That's what they call a 24-hour tease. We're not going to hit that until Wednesday because, frankly, we don't have enough time to hit that. And we got vague headlines on the other side. The vague headlines moved from Monday to Tuesday. We're going to get those in tomorrow, and then we're going to get to Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. So a lot still to do here on Overtime. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Getting that singing in, huh? Hey, this song right here, man. International player anthem. You heard it? I've heard it, Whoa, yeah. Watch you. She got an American you, Idol. Baby. Anyway, uh, we continue on here on overtime. By the way, good one on YouTube. Casey sounds like a battered fan. LOL. It's true. It's facts. Uh, then he says it's either give Trevor more time or limit the time other QBs get. It's a great take. Yeah. That is the he should have his own show. That's a better take than anything Brian Milton has produced today. Whoa, whoa, okay. Why are you shooting at me? All right, I'm just saying All that's right. a Leave good take. Now. Leave it alone. Don't start nothing. I ain't call for you, Casey Kirk. I'm just saying that's a good, that's a good hearty take. That is a good take, though. We appreciate the love on the YouTube. By the way, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Check it out. ESPN 690. Just search it. You'll find it. Twitter, uh, ESPN 690 or Brent AS Jacks. I guess that's the popular place to be. 
uh, on Twitter, but we'd rather you be on ESPN 690, Jax. <laughs> well, listen, man. Like, people are always on Brent's Twitter. Like, we want you on the ESPN hey, Twitter. Yeah, you get you some know? play out there, man. He does. 27,000 27, people are hurt. Yeah, 27,000. I get a... Uh, They're following Brent. I Come get on. a noti- notification on Twitter, and I'm like, yo, what happened? It's either Casey or uh, ESPN 690. I'm just trying to help. You know? You know I'm just trying and to And I appreciate help. that. Or yeah. Amanda. Amanda, you know, gives support every now and then. Amanda's good at social and I appreciate media. that, you yeah. know? Yeah. One of three people. Though. I'm just trying to help. Uh, by the way, you can help me right now and give me these vague headlines so we can get rolling on this. Vague headlines, all right. Uh, do you need the rules, Casey? Because I know you've been <laughs> a little bit, bit off this show. I don't. I, I do not need the rules to vague headlines. I understand the rules, and I'll even tell them to you and the people listening that may not know them. You're going to give me two headlines, mm-hmm. rather vague, one sport, one not sport. I'm going to pick them, and we go from there. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty much how it goes. Thank On a Tuesday for the first time. On a Tuesday. All right. Oh, good first two, play that. closer look or finished before you started? Closer look or finished before you started? Um, let's go finish before you started. Finish before you started is a non-sporting headline. Casey Kurtz, actual headline, hired instantly, then it went downhill from there. So, Casey, from the world, from Red Lobster, TikTok, once again, two weeks in a row. We are always on Red Lobster. I know, man. A woman says she got hired, jumped, then fired all over the course of four days. Whoa. So, she originally posted a video showing herself dancing with the text, just got hired on the spot know the job is about to be bull. Now, it was a stitch, so in the second part of the stitch video, she let us know that the job was, in fact, bull, and, according to her, within just a few days, she had been both jumped and fired. Now, most TikTokers who were commenting uh, were sympathetic, of course, right? Including one comment that said, it couldn't get worse than that. (laughs) Then the woman replied with another video to let us all know that it could. It always is. Because she only made $37 in tips in her four days there. Casey Curtis! Red Lobster TikTok got to be one of the most underrated channels on the site uh, because they are yeah off the chain with some of their uh, vids. But the question to you. What you got? Worst job you ever had? <laughs> Tread lightly. Yeah. Well, you know what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking. That's not what I'll say. Um, I have not had a lot of horrible jobs. I've had a lot of jobs I liked. Um, I feel like you did not like the cookie shop. I don't want to put the actual name out, but I feel like... Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the cookie shop. That's a good call okay. because it was down to two. My first job was at Auntie Anne's Pretzels. And <laughs> I, I... Listen, not I didn't love it because it was work. Uh-huh. But I... You know, I got some love for Auntie Anne's. You know, Amanda worked there. We had a good time. I yeah. met some good people there. You know, Dustin. Shout out the boy Dustin. Um, good people at Auntie Anne's. The cookie shop... Listen... Here's what I don't understand about the cookie shop. I won't spend too much time on it, but this is still confuses me to this day. The boss for the cookie shop did not work at the cookie shop. She worked in Atlanta. Wow. So she was bossing us in Jacksonville from Atlanta. Wow. So how is she supposed to stop us from eating the cookies? Wow. It makes no sense. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm going with the cookie shop. Okay. There we go. I just see that uh, customers get on your nerves. I, I feel like that's a thing, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like after a while, you just be like, hey, bro, you're going to get what I give you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not cut out for customer service. <laughs> okay. Next two. You had one job okay. or Nunu. You had one job or Nunu. You had one job. You had one job. There we go. All right, Casey Kurt, that is... A sport headline. You may have heard about this earlier today. Actual headline, NCAA president Mark Emmert 
gets Kansas's name wrong during championship trophy presentation. KC trophy presentation gaps are officially a thing of this Final Four season. Yeah. On Sunday, ESPN's Holly Rowe called most outstanding player Aaliyah Boston by the wrong name after South Carolina's win in the Women's National Championship. That's Very tough. disrespectful. But on Monday, NCAA President Mark Emmert told Holly to hold his beer as he presented the championship trophy to the Jayhawks. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a listen, all right? Yeah. The fan base has been extraordinary. We're so excited for you. And here to present the trophy is the head of the basketball committee, Tom Burnett, to, to coach South and the Kansas City Jayhawks, the University of Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, you heard that right, Casey. Yeah, Rock Chalk, nice. you heard that right? For a moment, you had moved out of Lawrence, Kansas. To his credit, uh, Mr. Emmert immediately recognized his mistake, as you heard, tried to fix it. But, sir, you had one job. I mean, for the moment. Yeah. I know you have a main job of making sure that everybody but the student athlete profits off of their backs. But, again, for that moment, you could have done better. It happens to the best of us, though. I misspeak all the time. Casey, curse my question to you. Yeah. Tell the audience about one of your biggest mess-up moments, live or in front of a crowd. Huh. That's a good one. Um, I would like to comment that how did the dude say Kansas City? Like, just, just, hold off the tongue. I, I, I know. It's just bad. Um... I mean, this is a good one. Uh, so in middle school, I was in the band, right? Mallet player. You ever heard of the mallets? Not important. Anyway, like a hammer? Nah, bro. It's like the xylophone. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like a, I mean. It's I mean, like a big, long. It, anyway, we called the mallet. Okay. Anyway, I was horrible. I couldn't read music. I was bad. You played in the band? Yeah, bro. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So anyway, well, mostly sixth and seventh grade. So I was in the band. Mr. Childs, that was a dude. Perry Childs, my guy. If he's listening right now, appreciate you still to this day, Perry. Um, I was horrible. Couldn't read music. Didn't know how to play. Perry would ask me to play like a solo, and I would like just hit random things, and he'd yell at me. Uh, it was really bad. So we did the concerts, and I would go up there and just play the wrong notes. Just straight up, very loud, hit him hard, played the wrong notes. It was so bad, Brian Middleton, the eighth grade concert. Perry Childs told me not to show up, and he would give me an A if I did not come. <laughs> that's how bad it was. So I could say that's a pretty pretty bad mess up in front of people. Wow. Yeah. He said, I'll give you, I'm going to pay you not to come. Yeah, he said, I will give you an A not to come. I said, you know what, Perry? I ain't mad at it. I don't even think my parents knew that until right now, <laughs> to be honest. Why was it an eighth concert? I was like, I don't know. It got canceled or something. No, it's, Perry asked me not to come. That's so wild. Wow. I, I got love for a Perry, A middle man. schooler. <laughs> yeah. Ruthless. Perry was ruthless. He was like, man, forget your self-esteem. Tell you what. Wow. And then Casey went on to have an amazing baseball career. That's why he stuck to sports, folks. Yeah, that's, that's um, it. And here we are. He here we are. Here we go. All right, Casey. Uh, last two. Huh or boy ain't no way boy? Let's go. Boy ain't no way boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so boy ain't no way boy. That is actually a sporting headline. Actual headline. Five-star recruit. Nicole's Harbor. Hope I said that right. Dwarfs the competition in more ways than one in the 100-meter dash. Okay, so uh, Nicole's Harbor turned heads over the weekend with his eye-popping viral video showing the five-star college football prospect post a 10.32 seconds in the 100-meter dash. The time itself is reason enough to get excited, but the fact that he stands six foot five, 235 pounds makes him a must-see event in and of itself. According to 24-7 Sports, 
Harbor out of Washington, D.C. is the number 16 player nationally, number one athlete in the 2023 class. He already has offers from Alabama, Michigan, Oklahoma, Clemson, Georgia, and others. Now, it seems like every year athletes continue to get better and better. Uh, but then you see something like this, and it just makes you go like, wow, this is crazy. This is, uh, excuse me, crazy. So, Casey, this is my question to you. Yep. What's the most impressive thing you can remember seeing or hearing about from a high school athlete? It's a good call. Um, seeing. I'll go with seeing. I was playing the baseball, and I was pitching, and there was this kid, last name Cortez. Don't remember his first name. Uh, dude was an absolute unit. And I was pitching. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sneak a fastball by him first pitch. Like, everything will be fine. It wasn't. Uh, rumor has it, Brian Middleton, the ball is still going. As we speak right now, the ball is still in the atmosphere. Dude ended up playing <laughs> for South Carolina or Miami, one of the two. I think both, actually. I think he transferred around. Um, and is in somebody's minor league system. So that was uh, a pretty impressive feat. I will also say uh, Kevin, you know Kevin, uh, golf expert Kevin, he, uh, he played against Bo Bichette. Uh, oh. More times than one, uh, okay. Toronto Blue Jay shortstop. Okay. And Bo posted a video on his Instagram hitting a ball off Kevin's team that I'm 100% sure is still going. <laughs> and All right. So, yeah, those were some pretty impressive high school moments. All right, Casey Kirst, that's it for Vague Headlines. I like it. I like it. Vague Headlines in the books on a Tuesday. We got to hit this break. When we come back, we are just moments away from Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. We'll take you to the ballpark. Coming up next, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. All right, welcome back to Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Brian Middleton here, along with Casey Kurtz. Got some dynamite playing in the background. And so what we're doing right now, we have a few more moments before we actually get to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game. Casey Kurtz, yeah. making sure everything is linked up on that end. What do we have, Casey? Yeah, we're good. We're chilling. We're chilling. Uh, I forgot my headphones in there, but when we made the little switcheroo. But uh, we got things squared away now, and I think we are about ready to go live to the ballpark. Scott Kornberg, are you ready for opening night of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm ready, guys. Uh, there's a lot of people here. They're ready, too. So it's hard to believe, like, the, the excitement is really, uh, it's, like, finally here, right? Like, you, you know, you, all right, April 5th is coming. Um, you know, it's going to be great. And... Uh, you have it circled in your calendar, so for us, for it to finally be here, um, it's really, really cool. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, I know you're about to talk about it on the uh, pregame show, but we got a 20 seconds or so here. What are the people going to see tonight? What's the main draw? Who's on the bump? Give me something for the people that are on the fence about listening or going, might be in their cars right now. Why should they come on down to the ballpark? Oh, man. Well, the, the starting pitcher for Jacksonville tonight Max Meyer is all the reason in the world to come on down here and watch him pitch uh, or, or listen in. He's like my size, Casey. So he's six feet. They list him at 190. I, I don't know about that, except, like, he throws 30 miles per hour faster than me. So I throw, like, 70 miles per hour, and he throws, um, like, 99. Right. So um, <laughs> he's got a ridiculous slider as well. I mean... 
he's a first-round pick a couple years back. He's risen really quickly through the Marlins organization. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to watch him pitch um, and start our season. Opening day is an event as well. And so they get, you know, an extra treat like Max Meyer. Wow, like I'm really excited to get started. You know, one of my buddies, he really is into prospects. And he's joining USA Baseball, the player development pipeline. So when he found out that when I told him that I took this job, he immediately went to work, sent me a list of 10 guys to be on the lookout for. And in all caps at the top of his list was Max Meyer. So for him, I hope he's listening. I'll have to shoot him a text to see if he is. But um, I know that he's probably going to want to tune in to see if Max Meyer is as advertised, but I don't know why he wouldn't be. I'm very excited to see Max Meyer from all that I've heard about him. Yeah, and, and Casey, this is, and for all of our listeners, this is our new broadcaster, Matt Davis. We're super excited to have him. <laughs> um, so that is that, that voice, but, yeah, I mean, opening day, Max Meyer starting. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. Jacksonville's got a really good team, I think, coming in 2022. Absolutely. I love it. Well, Matt, welcome to the squad. Uh, Thank you we're, very much. We're excited to have you. We got some work to do for the whole season. You guys are ready to take it. So we're done on overtime, obviously. Scott and Matt are going to take it from here. Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up. First pitch, uh, 7.05, right, guys? 7.05, that's correct. So, um Guys are on the field warming up. Max Myers doing his warm-up tosses right now, by the way, guys. But, um, yeah, 7.05, so we're under 15 minutes away. Awesome. All right, guys, well, have a good call. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, and take it from here. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball right now on ESPN 690. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here, making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money.